Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shand. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us today. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here, as always, with Larry Jones, my co-host, and we are going to talk about all things healthcare. Larry, are you ready to roll? I'm ready, Dr. Mark. Good to you. see you this evening. You as well. You as well. A lot of energy in the room, a lot we of good got stuff a lot to talk, to talk about. about. Yeah. Probably yeah. the... The headline will be that we're only going to talk about COVID for a few minutes. Just because a couple minutes. Just yeah. not a lot going on there, right, um, right. which is great. Numbers down, that kind of stuff. Yep. A couple of uh, discussions that are pretty fresh from, from Pfizer talking about the vaccine on the youngsters. Yep. Uh, again, coming out and saying it's it doesn't, doesn't really seem to work that well on two- to four-year-olds, yep. which adds into what we've been tang- saying for a few weeks now, yes. that, that yes. they're really not going to push that. And then ages 5 to 11, that diminished yep. dose, which was about 30% That's right. of the uh, older dose there. Of the original uh, yep, dose. That, yep. that w- doesn't seem to, maybe that wasn't yeah. quite hitting the yeah. mark. But I think, you know, Larry, one of the things that comes up is these patients or these children are less likely to need medical care. You've been saying that and, since yeah, day so one, you're, Dr. You're Mark. just not going to yeah. see the numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like saying it's less effective in you know 30 year olds yeah. as opposed to 65 year olds yeah. it, it kind of if you're not just looking at antibody numbers if you're not doing those testing mm-hmm. and you're looking at outcome it's more than just the vaccine but you know what i like about what we're talking about right now the fda the cdc or hhs or cms right. none of them brought this issue no. up no. pfizer biontech said on their own right. monday of this past week that we don't think that one-third dose was effective. Right. And and they were under a lot of criticism. They and were. I say they, but yep. it was really yep. really the CEO who was passing right. forth statements. And it may just yep. be that, you know, everybody's gotten it kind of flattened out where we need to be a little less obvious here and look at what's best, yep. not at not at what is going to sell the most vaccines. Right, right. Yeah, right. but but other than that, there's really not been much. You know, Larry, yep. it's funny, the, the numbers are, are so down, and I have a uh, – I have a family member, mm-hmm. not not my primary, but extended family member who is a healthcare worker mm-hmm. who has been in the hospital since day one working, hasn't missed okay. any time, right. covering shifts, really working hard, has made it two years without getting COVID. Got it. Wow. Just got it. Oh, they <laughs> yeah, got it? They just got it. But did they have the vaccine? Oh, yeah, vaccine oh, okay. and booster. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but just lots and lots of exposure. And you were mm-hmm. kind of remarking about how, how great it was. Yeah. Two years, because you think... I think the real thought here is mm-hmm. everybody is seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Six months ago, when you got it, you said, well, that was inevitable. You know, I was, you know, everybody's getting it. But now we are definitely seeing the light at uh, at the end of this tunnel. I know everybody sort of pulls back and says, we don't know yeah. if we're done yet. Right. Um, Larry, you asked me a week or two ago, when are we done with the yeah, pandemic? I did. Yep. And so it, it all remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But since this is something that we follow minute to minute almost, right. at least seeing progress is exactly yes. that. It's progress going yeah. in the right direction. Well, it's interesting. Uh, the the FDA and CDC did announce that they felt that the height 
of the Omicron surge right. was reached on January 31st. Right. No, and, and that data is pretty clear. Yep. The question becomes, is there another variant? You know, how, how are we going to look That's at right. things? That's right. But I do feel as though we're in a much better place as far as, you know, an educated public a uh, healthcare yep. system that sort of knows what they need and what they don't need. Sure. And so we're able to handle what we get more right. effectively. Well, there's been more and more talk about how effective and how many antibodies you had if you actually got the virus versus if you had the vaccine. Yep. And, you know, while we've only reached 65% of America have been fully vaccinated, right. you still got a lot out there that got it, like you said, right. that may be as... Uh, resistant to it as the people that got the vaccine. Yeah, and and we don't, yeah. we just don't know. Maybe even more resistant because mm-hmm. you've got this well, long term. Yeah. You know, different different cells in our body are are involved in this immune response. And if you don't have a big reaction to whether it's a vaccine or the illness, you may not get that long term protection right. that that the memory cells in, in that group are responsible for. So you know, we just don't we don't know. Okay. And uh, but what we do know is numbers are down. Yep. Uh, mask mandates have dropped. Infections are down. Yep. Everything's down. Hospitalizations, Hospitalizations down. ICUs are right. down. Yep. All, All good news. Yeah. yeah. Good news. Well, let's jump. Uh, we're going to jump away from COVID. Okay. Talk a little bit about yep. something. Uh, it, it's it's political and it's not. Yep. Uh, obviously, yep. the State of the yep. Union address was just recently, and there were some comments about health care. And though we don't get into the there politics, were. we do want to talk about health care when it's spoken about in a political situation. And, and as you know, last Tuesday night... President Biden gave his State of the Union address, and you're right. We don't get into the politics, but I think it's important that we tell our listeners yep. what the seven main key health care takeaways were from his State of the Union address. Absolutely. And the first one is obviously that test-to-treat program, Dr. Right. Mark. Right, and so people go can ahead. go. They can go in and get tested at a at a pharmacy. At a pharmacy. Say yeah. say they walk in, and I believe it's not just for COVID; it's even for like influenza, yes. right? Yes. But if yes. so, if they get tested and they're positive, they can be treated without yep. going and seeing a physician. That's right. that's the way right. I'm reading that. And get the get the COVID pill right, right there on the spot. or what, whatever the yeah pill. whatever they're so, given. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm I'm thinking that that he's referring to like Tamiflu as well. Right. Right. Because we really don't have the effectiveness of the COVID right. antiviral yeah. fl- pill yet. I mean, it's there. Yeah. Merck's got a that's pill right. out there, but but we don't know. But that's something on the horizon. That's what he's it looking is. towards. It is. And, you know, I, let me say one thing about the pill. Uh, when they did the research, and this is the FDA, they found that that COVID-19 pill, antiviral pill, actually helped reduce the risk of death by almost 89%. Yeah, on the people that needed it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That was, yeah. Well, that was that early. They really haven't. That's based on the studies, right? That, yes, that, that based got it on approved. The yep, that's but right. it'd be interesting and important to see what it looks like in real life, if you will. Exactly. You know, when we're looking exactly. at looking at other pictures. What's number two yeah, there, the Larry? Second, the Justice Department will name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. That's President, a good, yeah. That's a good one. Yep. President Biden says we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions in relief money from small business and, and Americans. Yep. So that'll be interesting. So there's, like there's been a lot of yep. stories out there about people who, who have gotten away with things and have gotten caught. So he's, he's going to get a, yep. uh, he's going to get a czar, if you will. Yep. That'll be, that'll be the main job. Right. Right. The third one obviously is a good one, Dr. Mark. And we've talked about that numerous times. Lowering per- prescription drug cost yes. is part of the president's plan to help fight inflation. Right. And and he's, he's brought yep. that up. Yep. Um, I, I think that, that's something that everybody can can get behind. You know, we pay more for the same drug than anybody in the world. Right. And we've talked about why 
the excuse as to why that is. Right. But it's just a, it's a huge individual cost and it strikes right at the household. But there's one piece of this that I think everybody's going to be happy about. Do you remember when we talked about diabetes and one in 10 Americans have diabetes yep. in this country? Uh-huh. Uh, type two diabetes yep. that they were spending three to four hundred dollars a month on insulin supplies. Yes. yes. He is going to limit that in this bill to where no diabetic will pay more than thirty five dollars right. a and month that, for that's, insulin. And that's going to be a huge number. Huge. I mean, sa- sadly, it's such a common drug to be used in the U.S. Yep. yep. Uh, but you're right. The cost that has con- yep. continued to go up. And and it doesn't really make sense that it keeps going up because we've got a generic. Yeah. You know, and, and there people are working on, you know, better better manufactured formulas, but you want to keep the the, the price reasonable. Let's talk about, you know, we've had a couple people on that are are experts in diabetes and you're a physician. It seems to me that the two things that continue to drive diabetes is obesity and diet. Right. Type two diabetes, type Type two diabetes. diabetes. So so type one being a whole different animal and type one is insulin dependent. Right. So it does affect them too. But yeah, you're, you're correct. But obesity and diet. Right. You want to talk to that for just a second? Well, it it's probably the largest plague of illness in the United States yeah. since smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean it causes so many systems in our body so many to fail. Comorbidities. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. it's yeah. that it's a huge issue and it's it is it's something that's addressable. Yeah. You know, it's even many people feel like it's reversible. Right. A lot of times you'll get to a place where a type 2 diabetic is no longer needing treatment, they have a relapse right. rate. There, There is a relapse right. rate, okay. but, but it can be reversed with the right control of diet. And, and you know, Dr. Jim Nottis talked about that at length when he was on our show uh, sure. last summer. Yep. No, no, that was, yeah. that was something that he follows, you know, following yeah. A1Cs. And even yeah. if you can't completely reverse it, yeah. you can decrease the comorbidities. Yeah. Let me, let me mention something that I heard on the, on the show. I think it was on Fox News the other night. Uh, one of the physicians came on and said that, well, the parameter for an A1C is now 5.7 or lower. Dr. Mark, 95% of America doesn't have an A1C that low. No, I know. Yeah. No, <laughs> In they, fact, the guidelines for HEDIS yeah. is under seven. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And seven is the number that the medications. Actually under eight get. for HEDIS. For HEDIS. Yeah. But so when they add these new medic- medications online for type 2 diabetics, mm-hmm. The goal is to keep it under seven. Right. And that's sort of what the FDA yeah. looks at is if, if it's effective, yeah. it has to be able to do something yeah. like well, that. Well, it used to be blood used. sugar was 125, and now they've dropped it down to 105. I don't know. Uh, Where yeah. do these numbers uh, yeah. come from? Well, they're all they're all stats. So okay. what they, they look okay. at, and like you, if you go into your hospital and you have some labs drawn or you go to a, to a lab core or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever place you're going to go to, what they're looking at when, you know, they put that little people freak out. There's a little H by this. It means it's high. Yep. yep. Well, it's not necessarily abnormal. That's right. right. Everything is on a bell curve. Okay. And that curve okay. is set up by the data that that group has in their database. Mm-hmm. It's not a worldwide or a statewide or nationwide piece okay. of information. Yep. It's their database. Right. So if their database shows that the average, one of the things we measure for kidney function is creatinine. Okay, okay? right. And, creatinine, and, yeah. and yep. you'll come up and you'll see an L. Oh, my gosh, my creatinine's low. Right. Well, there's no such thing as a creatinine that's too low. It just right. means you are lower based than on two the, standard deviations yeah, from the, the average. Mean, the mean. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, you know, it's it's actually... It's it's a little bit of a number game. So so yeah. when people get their labs, and this is one of those full disclosure things, everybody 
Yeah. You get your labs, they're going to make sure they give them to you. But it can also yeah. create a lot of anxiety because you go down exactly. and go, this one has an H bite or, or yeah. dread. Or, you think, and, well, I'm out of line. Yeah, yeah. So so then when we sit down, and, and I've talked to family members who will call me with their labs, and I'll say, right. don't worry, a low creatinine yep. is a great thing. And there's a margin of error there too, right? Yeah, it's pretty tight, is though. Is it pretty I mean, close? Yeah, it's pretty tight. So, But again, if, you're, yeah. if you look at the number and high for, for a liver enzyme number is 43, right. Right. and you're at... 44, you're really not in this dire strait. Okay. You know, you're still you, not too far outside. When, when my wife saw that 5.7 number and, you know, she's a critical she, yeah, care she would know immediately. Nurse, she thought that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that, that's going to be a bar that's going to be hard to uh, stick to. Isn't so it? hopefully we're reducing a little stress with our listeners. If their A1C is 6.8 to 7.5, right. they're not that bad off. No, yeah, and those numbers, yeah. the, the reason they pick that number is that's where you see some of the comorbidities getting under control. Yeah, well, there is know. such a thing as prediabetes, right? For sure, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, that's that, when it's you're a getting predictor. into that. Yeah, it's a predictor, yeah. and yeah. It, it's not really a, a diagnosis. It's sort of a description of a place where you are. It's kind of like saying, well, I got you. you know, you could, you're not at your perfect weight. You know, so you may be Mm -hmm. moving towards something that, you know, what direction are we going, though? Are we going down and you're going to get to your perfect weight or are we going up and you're going to get into a weight problem? You know, it's important that we talk about this stuff, Dr. Mark. And we've got three more uh, key takeaways from the State of the Union address. We can get that in the next segment. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we were going through our non-political discussion about the State of the Union address last this week, and uh, we got we're going to talk about the seven healthcare issues that right. came up, right. and we are I think we're on, we're on number, number five, four. number four, number, four. number yeah. four. Yeah, and you're right. Let's make sure we understand non-political discussion. No, I think we're number five. We got three to go. Okay. Yeah, we're well. We're on uh, f- more free tests. More free tests. Yeah. You know, uh, starting next week, Americans will be able to order a second round of those free in-home COVID tests. Yep. yep. So he bought another billion tests. Yep. I, I, yeah. I wish I was making yeah. those in my garage. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, it'll be on your tax bill at next oh, for year. sure. For sure. <laughs> no, just I, I mean the the businesses because mm-hmm. I know that I've seen people with the different tests come in, and then we've gotten them at, yep. at the yep. university, yep. and they're all different branding, different packing. I mean, it's yep. they're all there's all well, a lot of interesting. It's interesting, stuff. you know. I've got a bunch of teachers in my family, right? And I was in one of my daughter's homes the other day, and I looked up on their 
counter in the kitchen and they had three tests stacked up there. Just waiting to go. <laughs> waiting to go uh, if yeah. I need them as a teacher. Yep, yep. No, that makes sense. I that thought that sense. was interesting. The next one is uh, President Biden highlighted more emphasis on pediatric mental health. Right. And Dr. Mark, this is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, and we've talked about this during the entire pandemic, how there's been a real explosion in in mental health issues, both in in kids and in adults. And, you know, the question being the use of telehealth, hopefully that sticks around because that seems to be something that's quite helpful in getting people treated or evaluated. And so putting more funding in that direction is good. Not not new, but good and worth worth talking about. And then, you know, along with the pediatric mental health, there was another piece talking about Uh, a unity agenda that announced plans to sign a clinician mental health bill. Mm -hmm. And that's all about uh, burnout, burnout, $103 million he has to address this with not only physicians, but all healthcare providers. Mm, Interesting. I think that's a good thing, Dr. Mark. It is. And when we talk about numbers like that, so $103 million. Yeah. $103 million. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. Where we spread that out exactly? That's a lot is being per state. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. I, I I don't know. Okay, well, it's something, but but it, it is. I think that's one of the things that comes out yeah. if you dilute your efforts too much. Right. Um, you're, you're kind of going to lose some. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess they just have to come yeah. up with some appropriate manner to, to right. spend that and. Well, the the details, right? The devil's in the details. And it is in the details. The proposed bill requires HHS to award grants for training healthcare professionals, students, residents, and other healthcare professionals to reduce and prevent suicide and burnout. Okay. All right. That's what it's all about. All right. Yep. And then the last one, he called for higher standards for nursing homes, more oversight and more staffing in these nursing homes where people are being uh, just, yeah, cared for. I, yeah. And not, for, not yeah. a new issue, but, but no. the pandemic definitely brought out uh, the, these issues very, yes. very quickly. The groups yes. that, that had high death rates and then yep. they looked in and, and realized yep. that they were sort of out of, out of whack with following the regulations that they needed. I think the state governments jumped all over that for they to did. a large extent. They did. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's not a bad thing. And you know, yep. again, it was the state of the union address, uh, you know, on the brink of uh, a lot of uh, international crises, and uh, I guess you got you got to say something positive. And that's and, right. And the, that's none right. of these were none of these were bad things. You know, no, no. In fact, uh, I'm actually amazed that most of those seven healthcare takeaways are not that controversial. Well, but that's, that's and maybe a little bit Larry, bipartisan, I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, that's just it. Yeah. The yeah. the reality is that pretty much everything that we talk about is bipartisan here. That's because right. Because everyone. Is got the same healthcare issues. That's right. Um, I think the one the one thing that was not mentioned that that should have been was mm-hmm. healthcare disparities. Yeah, you I, mentioned I, that I mean, when we were talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly yeah. that's something that's on the radar. I, Major I don't, I don't agenda doubt, but, item, but yep. that yep. is a you know multi billion dollar issue. Uh, that is is one of the things that we need to correct if we are going to cure even the financial issues yep. that we yep. have with yep. healthcare, right? Well, you know, I remember, and I didn't listen to much of it. But, I didn't listen uh, to any of it, so yeah, you're but ahead of me. I do recall him making a comment, we must get control and stop cancer. Yeah, I, That's yeah. a big one. I, I think if you're running for any office and you say that, then you you're going to get that. applause. Of course, I mean, of course. So, yeah. so, But again, devil yeah. in the details. How, how do we do that? It how is. do we define that? Yeah. There's, there's a lot... 
a lot of work yep. to be done, and uh, you know, it's it's good. It, it was yep. it was it was a speech. We'll leave it it's at that. A, that's right. Yeah. You know, aside from I mean, we talk about some of the big issues. Uh, numerous times on this show, we've talked about the Alzheimer's yes. treatment at a hill. The monoclonal antibody. Well, there was an interesting opinion by a guest columnist in the Orlando Sentinel last week. Right. Written about how the Medicare CMS must reverse its decision on this Alzheimer's treatment. Right. And let me explain that. If you recall, because of the cost, because of the side effects, brain bleeding and all that, they pull the product as to where you could just automatically get it. And in fact, most healthcare systems and insurance companies weren't going to allow it anyway. So they moved it into the only way you can get it is through a clinical trial. Right. So kind of to backtrack, we were, the, the world was excited when this, the first drug to treat this horrible disease years. came out. Yeah. FDA approved it. Yep. CMS, CMS said they'd pay for it. Yes. Obviously, yeah. no, nobody, one side didn't talk to the other. 56K. And, yeah, 56K <laughs> just for the drug per yeah. year. And immediately, Medicare said, mm, we're not going to pay for this. That's and, right. And then as they looked a little closer, and, and again, I, you never got the feeling if this was part of the politics of not wanting to pay for it, yeah. or did they all, already understand that it wasn't yeah. well evaluated? Yeah. Well, the FDA didn't evaluate it very well yeah. at all. Yeah. And then so, CMS just jumped on board. Right. And then yeah. the other crazy thing that happened is, mm-hmm. with all that being said, CMS also increased the price that Medicare was going to B per year for, right. for people, right. for the users, yep. not not for Aldehel, yep. but they upped it, what was it, $11 a year just because of what they thought they were That's going right. to be paying On for Aldehel. On the Part B premium. And then dropped it, yep. but didn't give that back to the budget. That's right. They haven't yet. No, they haven't yet. Excellent so, point. So, yep. so this is kind of crazy, but I've gotten a long way away from what this opinion that Barbara Charles wrote down. And, right. And she is speaking from that of a, a patient advocate. Yes. Because, you know, if... Well, you got I mean, six there, million there are a lot people, of people on Alzheimer's with right, Alzheimer's, right? And a lot of those yeah. people would say, "I'll take the risk." That's right. And just let me have the drug. And so that's where she's coming from. But I think at the same time, we've got to. I mean, if we we it can't be any different than any other drug, right? We right. need to make that's sure right. it's safe. We that's need right. to make sure it's effective. How it got through the FDA the first time well, without answering the, those questions that's exactly is where the right. where the craziness I mean I don't disagree with the idea you yep. know I've, yep. we've got family yep. history and you know it's near we and dear to our do. hearts right yeah. so yeah. so we what we're really saying is if it works get it out there and if you're going to get it out there you can't charge no. 56 grand for no. this medication no. No. and if we're going to no. if we're going to give out more free covid tests I can yep. see a lot of money that can go into something like this. But first, we need we need the information. We need exactly. to know that this monoclonal antibody is safe. That's right. And, and you know, I, I get where she's coming from, sure. and I also understand your side of this, too. But, you know, right now, it's estimated that over 6 million people are living with Alzheimer's. And if you recall some of the predictions, by 2050... There'll be 150 right. million people in America living with Alzheimer's. Right, and that's all important, but yep. it has nothing yep. to do with that's this right. drug if this drug doesn't work. That's right. And, and so- what she's calling for in this article is she says, I joined with the Alzheimer's Association sure. in calling on the Biden administration to reverse its decision and give people equitable access to this drug. And, well, again— And I get where I mean, she's coming I, I from. I totally yep. get it, but if this yep. drug is not safe— 
That's right. It's not safe. And yep. so we need to, well, we don't, we don't need the Biden administration to do anything. We need to find right, out right. if this drug works and it shouldn't be that difficult to get it done quickly, right? Yep, get it exactly. done right now. Right. So, well, we'll move on from that. Interesting yeah. conversation, Dr. Mark. No, it's good. It's, yep. it's important. It's important stuff. Yep. And it, if, if nothing else, I hope that some of these other drug companies are out there trying to come up with the next best because yep. the, the monoclonal yep. antibody, now they know what they're tr- looking for, what they're targeting. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if they come out with something else and, and, and this whole thing, we're not going to be talking about out of helm. We're talking right. about a new medication That's right. that comes out at a more reasonable yeah. price and has been appropriately vetted. And then, then we all win. Yeah. And you know what I think is the kind of the moral of this story and the uh, lesson learned from it? is really that we moved too fast on this product, but didn't do our homework, right. and maybe this gives the FDA and the CDC a little more hesitancy well, in approving these but drugs. But, Larry, the problem with that thought uh-huh. is for decades we have said exactly the opposite. That's true. And I don't want that to flip back because the FDA is not too fast. Right. It is a right. slow – I mean, you know – Oh, it is. You know, it takes so, years so, to get a drug so on So this could actually – harm things because it does it takes years and that's always been whenever there is a a therapy out there that deals with things like alzheimer's or cancer Mm -hmm. you figure every day that it doesn't get to market people die right and and it's true but there there has to be a an appropriate line drawn check and balance that that this is where now now the the european nation that their line is different, their process is different, right? And so a lot of these drugs become available. I wonder it's if not as restrictive is, in other yeah, countries. Is it being yep. used in in Europe? And and there's always been an argument that the U.S. is too stubborn yep. to look at European data, and exactly. they need to do it exactly because if the yep. numbers are out there, they absolutely are important yep. to what what exactly. our decision should be, right? You know. Right. But again, you know, it goes right back to they introduced a drug that the insurance companies didn't want to pay for. CMS finally said, we're not going to pay $56,000 for this drug. Right. And and then the issues of complications like brain bleed came up after the discussion on, which, f- on cost. Which the conspiracy theorists would say is a little too coincidental. That's you know, right. maybe That's this right. drug is yep. perfectly safe yep. and it's just ridiculously expensive and the government agencies don't want to pay for it. I mean, just to bring that out, because yeah. I think some of Good our point. listeners are thinking Good the same point. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, I think the the we we, have, we don't do a lot of discussion about the FDA and its we process. Don't. We don't. And and there are a lot of folks out there, and I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners that are are really down on the FDA, and I absolutely yep. see where they're yep. coming from. Yep. And I think one of the pieces that we miss out on is, you know, when we're getting data about this virus, okay, that we're not talking about anymore in this mm-hmm. segment, we're mm-hmm. getting a lot of data out of different countries. Yes. And we're using yes. that information to make decisions. Yes. So why are we not consistently using good information from the European structure? Israel's a perfect example of what you're uh, talking it's about. It's exactly Mark. right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And and not not nearly as large right. as the European system that, right. that have exactly the same setup for yep. their yep. would be FDA. Right. Yep. So, uh, and I'm, t- is it the, I can, I, I there's, there, they have three letters to theirs too, and I'm totally blanking on it. CDC? But, no, no. For the, uh, the European FDA. It's oh, okay. Yeah. EUA or something. EU? Yeah. Well, that's the European, yeah. that's European a, that, Union. That's the, union, that's the whole thing. That's the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> but, but my point is that, you know, 
we've got all this information. I'll check into that, and, Dr. Mark. Yeah, get back to you. We, 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 can, we can fact check that on the break. <laughs> that's right. And figure out what those letters are. But, you know, that's the entire process needs to be evaluated on a worldwide event, yep. just like we've done for this pandemic. That's the lesson yep. that needs to be learned at the FDA. Couldn't agree with you more. Dr. Mark, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about medical debt. Some of these numbers are going to blow your mind. Absolutely. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're continuing our discussion about healthcare. And, you know, it's almost become, it's it's a two-week habit now where we've done a, a correction on ourselves, you know. And so Correct. I, I, I yeah. think it's important. Um, you know, our, our listeners were happy to uh, hear corrections and, and uh, let us do our job a little bit more effectively. But we were talking about the FDA yes. and then the European version. Right. Which is? The European Medicines Association, the agency. It's, a, it's the EMA, European Medicines Agency. agency. So that that's very a, cool. So so that doesn't it doesn't ring as familiar to my it's ear to as say. EMA, EMA. Or FDA. Yeah, FDA, EMA. EMA. Anyway, but we'll okay. we'll play that game. And so let's uh, go back. The European Medicines Agency is comparable to our Federal Drug Administration. Exactly. I got it. Exactly. Okay. And, until we're proven otherwise, which can happen any second, <laughs> any second. And we'll be happy, right. happy to hear it. Happy okay. to hear it. So, okay, well, let's, uh, let's move on though. You're going to talk a little bit about medical debt, which, yep. you know, we talked about a year ago. We have. And we've kind of gone over it and the numbers, I don't know that the numbers have, have changed more than yep. you would expect, yep. but they're pretty much awful yep. all the way around. And, and, you know, we've even talked with some of our listeners who called in yes. and gave us patient Right. Uh, experiences about how to help them clear up their debt. Absolutely. Yep. We've You're done that a right. few times. Yep. But the feds reported this week, Dr. Mark, that 88 billion, that's a B, mm-hmm. in medical debt is on credit reports across the country. And so $88 we'll, billion dollars on 43 million credit reports. And let's, let's compare that $88 billion to the 103 million that, uh, that Biden wants to put towards helping exactly. out with some medical. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's so, like going yeah, to dinner. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so eighty-eight billion dollars, and we did the math earlier on, and and we're looking at between two and three thousand dollars 
per person. Per, per man, woman, and child yep. In, yep. in America. Yep. Yep. That's so. insane. But, you know, medical debt is far and away the most common type of liability and bad information on a credit report. Yes. And the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has questioned now whether it belongs there or not. And as of last year, 58% of all third-party debt collections were for medical debt, Dr. Mark. Well, you know, that's that's an interesting thought. So if that was – if medical debt was not included on somebody's credit report mm-hmm. – so the credit report is supposed to be a predictor of how well you're going to be able to pay off your debt, right? Right, right. So, and people have no control over medical debt, right? Medical, well, medical debt can get out of hand really yep, quickly, yep. and it's not because of bad decisions, uh, so to speak. Yeah, that's about, right. They're not. It's not about bad financial decisions, but at the same time, it's real. That's right. right. That's so right. you you do have yep. that debt. That's right. And uh, you got to pay it back somehow. But according to the uh, CFPB, this the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. 20, What's the European one of those? I don't no, know. I know. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's good. I just threw you off. I'm sorry. But there's, according to the this Protection Bureau, 20% of all U.S. households, which includes 43 million credit reports, have some type of medical debt. Yeah, those are big numbers. Those big are really big numbers. numbers. And it does, I mean, it does affect folks that are otherwise trying to yeah. live their lives and get out of the way. And a lot of that debt ends out being forgiven. Right, it because does. because yeah. as we've said on many a show, yeah, they, there's some surprise billing, ridiculous charges, absolutely. And then if they turn around and 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 say, oh, you know, I did not know, you know, th- this this bill that I yeah. got was so ridiculous, I didn't yeah. really know how to even yeah. respond to it. But if you responded and said, listen, I can give you, you know, ten cents on a dollar, yeah. then it's done. That's right. Well, you know? you know, one economist made this statement, and I thought this was pretty credible. I'm concerned the credit reporting system is being weaponized as a tool of coercion to get people to pay medical bills that they may not even owe. Interesting. I know. I thought that was an interesting yeah. economic economist statement. Weaponized. Yeah. Weaponized. Man, they, they, he's all yeah. he's all in on that one. Yeah. He's all in on that one. And so his comment is, he says, we're interested in what more government can do to ensure that patients exercise their right to access financial assistance on paying these debts. So we, we, we see that the, the sur- no surprise billing work that, you know, came out of yep, the, yep. came out of the Congress, that, that's something one, that's, that's right. working yep. forward. Yep. Right. Yep. But we've also seen that the same le- legislation that says the hospitals need to post what they're, right. that hasn't, that's not working. And 14% yeah. of hospitals posted right. it. So, that's right. so no, nobody's that's playing right. that game fairly. Right. So this is a whole different thing. So it there is. hasn't been legislation no. addressing addressing this, and at some point, it you know, Larry, student loans, yeah, you know, it's the same same kind of piece, exact that, same that thing. we see yep. personal debt out there in numbers that just it, that will never be touched. So yep. what what's the right answer? I, I mean, well, that's that's, I will that's tell a tough you, debate. you know, this goes into another conversation that I think we have in our notes down the road, whether we get to it today or not. It's what hospital nonprofits versus for-profit hospitals do right. with the money that is given to them by the feds for nonprofit use. Right, right. No, yeah. I hope we do. I hope we and, do. If uh, we don't get to that this week, we'll yeah, talk about it you're, next week. You're going to be very interested. Yeah, no, I've, I read, I've read you, the notes on that. You saw a little it's, bit yeah, of that. But, you know, one bright spot in this report by the Consumer Protection Agency mm-hmm. is that the total balance of medical debt collections on credit report actually declined 
gained 9% from 2018 to mid-2021. But the share of debt collections for medical bills remained high after a decrease of from just 60 to 58%. Yeah, so pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty flat. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Well, Well, we'll always keep an eye on that, and it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be any legislation to address yep. it. Um, and, you, and again, I'd, I'd like to see us sort of compare that to what the student loans look like because it, I agree. It's, it's a very yep. similar yep. play. Yep. All right, Larry, okay. let's move on and talk a little yep. bit about what a Medicare Advantage today. Yep. Or? You know, uh, right now the numbers are Medicare Advantage added two, oh, 2.3 million enrollees in this open enrollment period, October 7th to December, October 5th to December 7th. Uh, with a 1.3 million of those switching from traditional Medicare, right, from just the flat regular yeah, Medicare, yeah, yeah, with a, with like a supplement, mm-hmm. and and let me tell you some of the reasons. I pull one of the ads out of the paper this week, and I'm not going to say who the Medicare Advantage plan is, but they advertise but quite a, a full lot. Paid ad, it's full a full page, page ad. ad in the Orlando Sentinel, right? But it had, you know, you talk about what are the extras that you get from a Medicare Advantage versus straight Medicare. Let me let me t- and just, we just know, list them out because yeah, we've talked about this. We know about misleading. the Part B refund back one hundred and thirty dollars. Right now, remember if you're paying one seventy ten on your Part B. You get 130 back of that. Now you're only paying $40.10 out of your thing. The other one is $75 in over-the-counter items every month. That they're they're just going to cover in, yep. And then ready for this. And here's a new one, $25 credit card towards groceries every month. Huh, there you go. Yeah. And zero pay for personal emergencies, these response systems. Oh, right, right. The insurance companies pay for it. And $400 a year for eyewear, meaning nice. glasses or mm-hmm. contacts. Zero copay for comprehensive dental benefits with no maximum uncovered mm. benefits. Right. And then the last one is 30 hours of in-home support. You know, we talk about hospital to right. home right. Mm-hmm. on this PAPA program that many of the insurance payers use with a zero copay. Right. That's a lot of benefits, Doctor Mark. No, it is. Yeah, and it doesn't. And it doesn't cost you anything. Doesn't cost you anything. However, if you get admitted to the hospital, that's when you're going to see. That's when you get your bailed. your your twenty percent fourteen hundred and twelve dollars per admission out of pocket cost. Right. Right. So that's straight Medicare. Mm-hmm. On a Medicare Advantage, it can be anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy-five dollars a day for the yep. first five to seven days. Yep. So, so those there is, are, there's, those there's are kind issue. of the range right. of numbers. Right. And so, I think when we get these managed healthcare groups, the whole idea is that they're diminishing administrative cost, and they are giving you the idea is that you're supposed to be getting the same product yep. for less money because. Right. They're still able to make their profit, but because of the way their yep. system is set up, they're more efficient. Yep. Okay, that's great. Yep. So in order for these to work, in order for this to stick around, it's got to be the same product. Right. You know, if they want to give the mores, great. Give the mores, right? right. But right. but there, there can't be a but yep. if. And that's exactly yep. what we're seeing here yep. is... I mean, you you see those commercials on TV all the yeah. time. You know what they're spending yeah. for all and these advertising. And they've cracked down on uh, false advertising. Yes, and, and, they, yeah, it's got to be what they say has to be true. That's right. right? That's right. And and, and they never talk about inpatient care. On those never, ads. never. You'll never see it. And there's no, as far as I know, when you sign up, there's no 
yeah. warning or anything that, that tells you to look yeah. out for it. So, so yeah. I think, Larry, I think that's the next edition of what Medicare is going to have to yeah. do because obviously these groups are making dough. Oh, right. Huge. They're not, huge. they're not giving away, they're not losing money here. So if they wanted to figure out, you know, what, the, if they're only saving that money because of that in-house cost, yep. then it's a problem. Well, let me give it's you a couple wash. stats. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, 45% of all Medicare beneficiaries of that little over 60 million, 28 million of them are now enrolled in Medicare Advantage. Right. Dr. Mark, 10 years ago, even five years ago, mm-hmm. that number was half that. Sure. Well, I mean, they're advertising yeah. like yeah. mad now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now... Uh, you know, you look at well, who got the numbers for 2021? United Healthcare obtained 15 percent. Well, actually, they got a third of all the enrollment, 33 okay. percent. Okay. Centene got 15, and CVS Health Aetna got 14. Right. Three companies. No, the majority. Yeah. 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 And it is, and and they know what the costs are on both sides, yeah. so they're fully aware of the hospital costs. Yep. They're fully aware of what their clients are going to see. And I mean, it can be that that's where some of this medical debt comes from, yep. no doubt. And here, if you've got somebody that's Absolutely. on a Medicare Advantage plan and they have medical debt, they're not clearing that debt. They're on that's a right. fixed income. That's right. And it, it's not it's not going to happen. Right. So well, I, I, think I think that's I think that's the answer. And there are, they change these regulations and plans yearly. Every year benefits change with every Medicare Advantage plan. But it, it seems like this one would have been figured out faster. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm missing something here. Well, I think the the incentive for people and I, I agree if 28 million of the 60 million are in Medicare Advantage, somebody's doing something right. But the. The incentive, well, the advertising well, is right. And then the incentive is cost you nothing, zero premium. No, no, you're making money on yeah, it yeah, so long yeah, as you don't go to the yeah. hospital. Right. 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 And, and the majority of folks that are covered, this fits them. There's yep. no question. Yep. But if you match them up incorrectly, and and if, if the company does not suffer by matching them incorrectly, yep. then why would they care? Exactly. It, just, it just wouldn't make any sense. They, yeah. they, they keep it be able when to When we come back, on. we're going to talk about some of the profits of some of these big uh, insurance payers that leads right into our discussion here. No, very good. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry. And Larry, you and I have 
I don't know. I had to take a little breather that last time. <laughs> we are, we're really talking about the things that are near and dear to why we do right. this show. Right. And just seeing where the cash goes yes. out of people's pockets. Follow the know, money. In, in, into the yep. atmosphere. Yep. And, and we're going to continue that in this segment, right? I mean, this is, yes. this is going to be yes. another... Another heavy uh, money this here, is money be there. A segment. little intense. Yeah, let me let me start off. United Healthcare mm-hmm. was 2021's most profitable insurance payer. Mm-hmm. So let's compare that to what some of the other payers make. Okay. United Healthcare was the most profitable. You ready for this, Doctor Mark? No. With profits of 17 billion dollars. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's only 12 months in a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... So that's over a billion a month. Yep. See, our math is getting better all it's the time. It's almost a billion yeah, and a half yeah, a month. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you have to make a billion and a half dollars a month off of people's health? That's no, no. Yeah, that's that is that's that's the whole issue. That's the it kid. Is. Going, uh, it is, yeah. That that's the billions that add up to the trillions. Yeah, okay. Right. And well, when you figure we're a four point what three trillion dollar yep. industry last year, right? Well, you could take seventeen billion out and give it yeah. to United, or or you know, let me make something. Yeah. I mean, let me yeah. make a couple of bill, and then let's know? talk about some of the others. Okay. CVS Health recorded the second highest profit for the year at 7.9 billion. Right, and that's that's uh, CVS Health which is Aetna CVS now Aetna, as well. Which mm-hmm. is Aetna, yeah. yeah. So and then, so let's call it 8 billion. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and then listen to this one though. United Healthcare Group reported 288 billion dollars in revenue and made 17 billion in profits. Now, when you compare that to um CVS, uh-huh. they actually had two hundred ninety-two billion in profits. I mean, in revenue, but only made eight billion in profits. So, so they, they made more revenue than United and half the profit. So, so that could mean that they have a better accountant. <laughs> but I don't know. No, that seems that seems unusual. Um, I thought that was a little yeah, strange. Well, I thought United. Ha- I thought United was the biggest biller as well but anyway well they okay. probably are yeah. well actually no uh cvs aetna 292 billion to right. united 287 yeah but the point there is of the 287 united made they had 17 billion in profit right no, and the I get 292 it. Yeah. that cvs made they all had 8 billion in profit and and there is a limitation on how much profit that these insurance yep. carriers are supposed to hold year over year right right so right so you would really expect it to be the same number. Right. So and then let me give you a yeah, couple I don't know more. If that's making sense. I okay. know. And then Centene Corporation lands in sixth place in profitability with one point three billion on revenues of one hundred and twenty six billion. Mm-hmm. How can they even survive at only one point six billion? Can you imagine? I know it's awful. Know. And, and then Humana, ready for this? Humana, which is actually one of the largest Medicare players in the country, they earned two point nine billion on $83 billion in revenue, despite having a loss in Q4 of 2021. Yeah, you got to feel like the way these numbers are calculated are different between the companies, because yeah. none of that yeah. doesn't add up. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense. Because yeah. United, I, I, I believe the $17.3 billion on their oh, profit yeah, absolutely. side, but I can't see that they're not... Their their complete well, collectibles aren't. Well, when aren't you take CVS that. and they had they had five billion more in revenue and only reported eight billion in profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some serious yeah, financial opportunities there. Right. there. Yeah. And then let me just go through a couple more. Anthem and Cigna fall in the middle of the pack. They both reported about one point one billion in profits, and Cigna had um, 
uh, was ahead with about $45 billion in revenue over Anthem. And then you've got um, uh, Anthem, again, earned $6.1 billion in profits on $138 billion in revenue. Yeah. I know these numbers are everywhere, but what it does, it gives our listeners an there's idea. There's a lot of, of billions. There's some a lot of billions. serious money in this. Right, right. A lot of billions, a lot of profit. Yep. And, you know, point out that this number is reported as profit after paying yep. product, service, and salaries. That's right. So the CEOs. Net, net. Yeah, the CEOs yep. make what they make. Oh, yeah. And, and that's yep. already been subtracted out of here. Well, so you know, so this is pure profit yep. that that... Uh, goes to the share shareholders for yep. some of the distributions, or is yep. that even taken out? Well, good question. L- let's talk about CEOs. Yeah, since that's you what just I want to right roll into, into that. I want to roll into that CEO discussion. The average nonprofit hospital CEO earn eight times the average hourly salary of their employees last year. Yep, and and that and somebody could say like, oh, they're making ten dollars an hour. No, no, no. Yep. We're talking about you know the yep. the chief nurse manager. That's right. Who's that's making right. You know, probably yep. between thirty yep. and sixty dollars an hour, depending on what right. part of the country they're in. So they're making eight times eight that. T- and you ready for this? Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, that chasm actually increased. Hmm. During the pandemic, Doctor Mark. Interesting. Well, in other words, CEAs, and that's an average. C- yeah. The, if, so it's, if it's, CEOs, it can't be accounted for by the fact that there were people that quit. And, that's right. And, and, that's right. Or got right. sick and couldn't work. Yeah. yeah. From 2005 to 2015, the average compensation of a major nonprofit CEO ballooned by 93% increase from 1.6 million to 3.1 million in salaries, while hospital workers' pay grew 8% over that same period. And I'll, I'll tell you what happened. One of the things that happened in that time period yep. is that the party line for hospital administrators was if I run a hospital, it's no different than if I ran a tech company. That's right. So I'm the CEO of a hospital that has a $2 billion budget. I should get paid the same amount as a CEO of a tech company gets a $2 billion budget. That's right. And and that's what happened. That's how they get the – but no one else in the calculations were equalized, right? And so that's where you got that big bump. But then there's – it grew once again during – it's crazy. During the pandemic – that that just makes no sense. Well, let me give you one that will probably infuriate you. you oh, know, everybody great. thinks the I know I'm going to get your blood pressure up, Doctor Mark. You know the American Red Cross is one of the most respected sure. nonprofit help tanks in in the world. Right of 3.6 billion in revenue, their CEO took home eight hundred thousand dollars in compensation. Mm. Okay. And again, looking at, all right, he's got a company, $3.6 million company. If yep. he worked in tech, you know, he's, he's making a million dollars. So they're going to tell you yep. that, that we had that same discussion so with, the, with the blood bank. how can we call them non where they don't pay taxes, Dr. Mark? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the CEOs yep. are paying taxes on their 800000 They are. But, yep. but you're right. No, I'm, yep. yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm, not, I'm not supporting it at all. Yep. Right. They're, right. They're nonprofits, but are they, you know, kind of sinking some of that profit? Yep into other things and they can do things like uh they can build new facilities which absolutely which allows them to yep. increase their business increase their profit mm-hmm. if you're not a nonprofit, you can't do that 
That's right. You, you can't That's do that. Right. You got, you're going to have to pay the taxes. You're going to have to pay your property taxes. Yeah. You're going to have to pay your fed taxes. And so, no, it's, it's not an, it's not an even yeah. playing field there. No, it's not. And, and I think this also, when we talked about the red cross, let's not just pick on them. Oxner clinic foundation over in new Orleans, yeah, uh-huh. their CEO made $5 million salary on a $3.4 billion revenue company. Yeah. yeah. That's- and if you recall, we've talked numerous times about what these people like Centene, CEO, making $25 million, right. Anthem making sure. $30 million. Right, but that's where it all comes yeah. from. Yeah. So the American Red Cross, now now you look at that number, at they're about the same amount of cash coming yeah. in as as Oshner, and the the Red Cross yeah. making 800000 versus $5 million. So yeah. they're coming up saying, I'm being underpaid. Right. And then, and then compare the five million from Oshner Clinic to Centene, and they're like, "Well, how, I'm only I'm, I'm making this, you know, if it, it doesn't, it's, it's a yeah. continued argument, it is. and it goes back to what we've said a half a dozen times in the last five months, mm-hmm. is that if you're going to say that in all areas of healthcare, it's different, it's not just business. There's a business right. of healthcare. Right. It's right. not just business, but if you're going to say that providers can't get paid, can't get remunerated at the same level or the same way or be able to profit from because healthcare yeah. is special, then it has to go all the way to the top. Well, that's right. And, and that's, that's right. where these numbers are, are and too then, big. And let's take it down. And if you, to go, the, if you want to go work for a temp company, go work for a tech company. That's right. And, but let's take it down to the layman person. Earlier on the show today, we talked about medical debt. Mm-hmm. We talked about people's credit being ruined over a debt, yet we're talking about CEOs of these same hospitals that are billing enormous rates and putting people into basically bankruptcy, making millions of dollars in salary every year. Yep. No, it's it's crazy. How do you justify that, no, you Dr. Mark? Well, uh, that's and that's how it's done. They're yeah. looking. They're saying, "Hey, this is just business." Yeah. But yeah. it's not just business in any other way, shape, or form. Not when it becomes Only when personal. it comes to the C-suite. That's right. That's you know, right. and then yeah. then they, they want to claim that it's just business and that they have the yeah. same. But but as I say, if you, if you want to make that money, then you go into those industries. That's right. That's right. You know? But you know what, Doctor Mark, is it time for a big public discussion on these issues? Oh, it is. No, it definitely is. I think it is. And, but you're not going to yeah. get it. Because you've got the lobbyists yep. for the, the hospital associations yep. represent oh. that C-suite, right? You got it. And you're not going to get it. And, and, if, and if, if they turned around, because there's, there's nonprofits yep. and there's also faith-based yep. hospital systems. It's interesting systems. you mentioned that, yep. Dr. Mark, because other than the American Hospital Association lobby, other than pharmacy, American the Pharmaceutical, largest one. largest one in the country. Yep. No, huge. Yep. Huge. Yep. But, you know, one other – let me throw one more thing to get your blood pressure up before we end the show today. (laughs) It's interesting that in 2019 there was a study done between nonprofit and for-profit hospitals. And as you know, nonprofit hospitals got $21 billion in in funding during the year, and it was reported that they nearly had equal unreimbursed Medicaid cost as a share of their total expenses. Right. So, yeah, for for COVID, they got yeah they got yep. support funding yep. for that much yep. money, and yep, it didn't, didn't and yet it yep. didn't it, no. it was actually included in their profits. Yep. Dr. So the Mark. so the stock stock you know stock right. ownership right. screaming because yep. I mean that's just not because you're taking money out of your taxes. Dropping it in the nonprofits, yep. but no, I say the you know the the uh, faith based hospital systems don't pay property taxes. Yeah. And if you turned around and let's say somebody made it to Washington without being uh, 
drug into drug into jail by the lobbyists. <laughs> exactly. So they made it in and got to the floor and said, "You need to no more nonprofit, no more faith based. Everybody pays what they pay. These hospital yep. systems yep. would tank." Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and you say you don't want that well, that's to happen. What they say. Yeah, but yeah. well, if if you looked at a property tax bill and made made some of these groups pay property taxes, yep. a lot of these are huge campuses. Yep. And sure, they are performing a very important service to their community. Exactly. But they're not yep. putting cash. But they're not they're, using they're, the money the way it's I mean, intended to be but spent. But they're, doing, you know, they're yep. creating jobs, doing all the other things, but yeah. all yep. doing the things that any other company yep. would also do. And again, do. we're not just nailing hospitals here. Yep. We're just talking about where the money in health care goes, Dr. Right. Mark. And if we're really, as a country, looking to diminish that $4 trillion budget, yep. we need to look... Yep. Right there. So let me give you two more stats. I don't think I can take it. I know. 2,446 2, hospitals took in that $21 billion in Medicaid cost uh, and government reimbursement. And in more than half of the 45 states that they, they monitored both types of hospitals, nonprofits had a lower proportion of reimbursed medical cost than for-profits. Hmm. And they took that's insane, Dr. Yeah. Mark. No, that's not the way. Yeah. Not the way the system was designed. What maybe, a great maybe discussion. it's exactly what it was designed. Yeah. No, well, that was a good day, Larry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna go take my blood pressure medication <laughs> and move on with my day. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Dr. Mark. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. Healthcare now.